Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, this is your host, Tony Rodriguez. I'm the host of FGU, Life After the Military. And this is the second part of my discussion with Chris. So I hope you enjoy. As you're kind of going through things, and uh, there's there's a point, you know, depending on, I don't want to say depending, but I know for me, I, I hit a point mentally where... I knew off of everything I'd been through, um, I wasn't, I wasn't good. I wasn't good. Um, I needed to start to chat with anyone. And when I, so when I got back up to drum in 2017, after I left Bragg, um, the guy who was the, uh, main post chapel family life counselor had been my battalion chaplain, like, Whatever, my second trip to Afghanistan. So, super good dude, knew him, and I just hit him up. And, uh, you know, I had a couple, I had some, I had some, some times and some stuff, and um, sat down with him, and he was like, You need to start sorting this out, man. Like, cause, you know, you've been, I don't know, you know, if you do, I mean, it's not even a couple of deployments, depending on what your experience was and one, it can be enough where um, a lot of it can weigh on you mentally permanently, you know, depending on what you've seen and um, been through, it can, it can, it, it can kind of, not kind of, it does, it turns into an anchor, man, and it can just weigh you down and it's, uh, it can, it can really take a toll hard on your, on everything, man, mentally, physically, you know, I, I hit it. I hit, I hit the wall. I hit the wall and, um, you know, talking with Mike and, um, he got me hooked up with the, uh, um, uh, and outside of drum in Watertown, New York, there was a, a VA outreach, outreach center. And he got me hooked up with someone there to, to start to talk to after I got back from Baghdad. And I did, and I've been, I've been doing the counseling thing ever since, even as I was retiring and I did my medical claim through the VA for my disability rating. Uh, I fought doing the PTSD thing. Cause I think a lot of people use it as a cop out. I think there's a lot of people that just, I went to Iraq once and I was a water purifier and there was one rocket that landed 12 miles on the other side of the base and whatever. And I have PTSD from it. I think there's a lot of people that, that, um, write it and they shouldn't. And I didn't, which is, I think is, is kind of, I don't want to say down, maybe not take away from what it actually is, but I think it's, it's, I think they've 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 hurt hurt the people where they the ones that are actually having issues with it because you know I have guys I was with that have service dogs and have a hard time going outside and can't hear loud noises and you know there's there's a, a like a myriad of things but you know I uh, talking talking to our boy John he he told me I needed to, to claim it and go talk to someone. So I did. And 
really what, for me, what came down my diagnosis was survivor's guilt because my engineer days, um, uh, there were, you know, there was, I knew, I knew a lot of guys that aren't, aren't here anymore. And, uh, well, you go through, like after over time, you, you sit there and you wonder like, what the fuck is so special about me that I, I went through everything I went through and I never got touched. You know, I never, I had an RPG burn my hair, like legitimately, like it burnt, like I had like a skunk streak in my hair. You know, I've had tracers shoot past me. I've, I've driven over landmines that didn't go off or only halfway went off. Um, I watched the truck in front of me get blown up a few times. I had the truck behind me get blown up a few times. Uh, well, but for some reason I never, never got a scratch. When I got back in 09 and 09, we did a class A inspection. So this is now like the beginning of 2010. And, uh, I was one of like four or five guys in my company that didn't have not just one purple heart. Some guys had like four and, uh, like, how do you not have one? I'm like, I couldn't, I have no fucking clue, man. I don't, I don't know how I've, how I've, I've gone, you know, everything. We all just did it together and I don't have a scratch and, uh, it weighs on me. It weighs on me. It, it really does. Um, I was, I've been lucky that the counselor I, I talked, started talking to a drum in Watertown, uh, was a retired infantry master sergeant. So he retired, got his counseling certification, got hired. So he, you know, I could, I could get, I could get dirty talking with him, like really just get gnarly getting some shit off my chest. And he got it, you know, cause he, you know, he'd been there like, you know, he'd been there. Um, after I moved to where I am now, um, the, the lady I talked to, um, she, she was never in, she was, her husband was a Marine forever and her son, um, was in the army. He was an SF guy. He was actually in seventh group. I, I recognized him by the picture, but I don't think I ever actually like talked to the guy, but he got out a couple years ago cause he was burned out and just needed to take a break. And so she doesn't totally get it, but she gets it enough. So I can, I can still get gnarly with her and she, uh, she gets it, but I've, you know, I know talking with other friends of mine that they've tried talking with people at the VA and they're, they went to whatever college and have no experience and don't know how to relate. And they're just, it's hard. They just don't get it. I've been very lucky that the people I talk to have, have been able to have been in a position where they get what I'm saying. Um, you know, it, so I live in Vermont now and they're one of the, one of the big um, veteran causes around here is a, is a place called Josh's house. And uh, he was a guy that was in the Vermont guard up here, did a couple of deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan and, and eventually um, committed suicide. And his mom turn their house into uh, like a safe spot for, for vets and, and anyone who's going through anything just to kind of, if anything, like just, if you just need like a hug to go on in there and get, you know, you can get it, uh, which is great. 
and you know I've I've joined the VFW here and we do you know fundraisers and stuff and make sure that they stay fully funded because um, that's important. But coming up for me, you know, and we joined the army roughly around the same time. I came in just a little bit after you, but you know, like you just you know it's, you just don't talk about things like you just. Shut the fuck up and push it down and keep rocking and rolling. And, you know, mission comes first and everything's, after, you know, secondary. And if you say you're not right or having an issue or having a problem, then you're saying that you're non-mission capable. And if that's the case, then you're worthless as a soldier. So you just don't ever say anything. You just fight it off and push it on down and, you know, keep moving and you just keep moving. And, uh, I did I did that for a long long time and um, it 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 ended up in the long run man big scheme of things it ended up basically not basically it did it backfired for me um, you know being the the tough guy it's great when you need to be but the rest of the time it's you know it's not you can you can you can say that sucked and that was horrible and get things off your chest so it's not destroying your mind and, and your insides and uh, and still be fully functional and capable as a soldier because depend and I mean depending on what you did when you're deployed man like you, you know you you've you know I mean I've <laughs> seen some gnarly shit had you know uh, guys of mine soldiers of mine like you know, die in my lap and that's not fun. And, uh, to sit there and be like, that's no big deal. It's not, it's fucking not. That's a big thing. And, um, you got, you know, it's, yeah. If you, know, serving, if you served in, you know, beginning of the, the century post 9-11 when everything was just really rocking with Iraq and Afghanistan where it was just year out, year back, year out, year back and you just kept, you know, it was that back and forth like ping pong thing, um, depending on what your job was, man, like you just you, you know, you went through some some pretty heavy shit and to just keep stove piping it and stacking it internally is uh all you're doing is you're just, it's, it's eating away at you and it's just gonna, there's no happily ever after if you keep doing that. And there's nothing wrong with, with shedding a tear, letting it out, you know, saying that sucked. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. So, so anyone who's listening people, to this that for, thinks that for the people you're that a are pussy listening. because you say all that, you're not. It, it, trust me, it takes a bigger band to say, that I'm having some problems that it does to just keep pushing it down. Yeah, so I just wanted um, whoever's listening to know that, Chris, you were on that initial invasion invasion to Iraq, correct? Yeah, physically cut. I actually cut the fence in Kuwait for the invasion to start, yes. Yeah, so I was way, way behind you uh, (laughs) because our riggers forgot to take our our gear for a heavy drop. Um, So the 82nd we drove in. Um, but yeah, so Chris has deployed multiple times to combat, and so if you're listening, you should take it as take his advice, um, and not just 
what I'm saying because I'm just one person. Um, so I don't know about you, Chris, but for me, um, coming back after that last time from Iraq in 2008, I just always felt alone. I could have been in a room of 100 people coming home with my family here. I still going to work. I Information, I felt like I was alone by myself. Uh, and it wasn't until I went to go get help that I finally started feeling like I was part of life again. Yeah. For me, it was... I, I was, I, I was, you know, I'm always turned on. It's, it's hard to, especially as the day goes on and, and it gets into nighttime because all the bad stuff happens at night. For me, when I got back, I was just always, I was always keyed up, always keyed up and, and didn't, I still, still don't know how to, I'm, I'm working on it, but still don't totally know how to not be just waiting, waiting for it. Like, wait, you know, um, for me, that was, that was, it still is. I still, I 100%, I 100% struggle with it. My therapist, um, calls it operator syndrome where you're just, you're just always, you're just always on. You're just always on because that's how, you just had to be for so long to, to actually not have to be like that. It's, it's, it's a struggle. And that also leads to a whole bunch of other things, you know, like I have a hard time sleeping. You know, I, I, I have to have a couple of drinks at night to, in order to sleep. Like, cause I just, I, I, you know, how I, I don't know how to not be, even as I'm driving, like, you know, a rock hits my windshield and I'm, like it's an IED. I'm like I'm kicking. Like I'm always looking. It just um, I still haven't I haven't figured out yet how to come completely not even back to zero, but just back to like a two or a three because I just I'm always waiting for something, anything, just something like just something, which. Yeah. You know, when you're in is <laughs> whatever, no big deal. But, you know, like I can't, yeah, where I lived in North Carolina, like everyone on my street, everyone was in. I like the, I can't, I can't have a conversation about this with anyone that's around me that lives near me. Like they won't, they'll look at me like I'm nuts. Like the guy, he moved like a year ago, but the guy who lived next door to me, you know, he had a Grateful Dead tattoo on his leg. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> how am I going to have a conversation with him? Like, you know, talking about, uh, I just, it just, but, um, and that's again, something I still, you know, I talk to my therapist about, cause I don't know how to relax. And I understand the alone thing. Cause that's, you, you know, I was, I was lucky enough at drum where we had, we had turnover between deployments, but it wasn't crazy. So a lot of us, you know, by the time I left, we'd all been together for like eight years, you know, and knew everything about one another. And so we come off back off appointments. Excuse me. We were, we all knew one another. Um, so I, I didn't totally get the alone thing, but I just, 
Yeah, for me, it's and even now, all these years later, I I don't know how to chill out, especially at night because everything bad happens when the sun goes down, and I still just have that mindset. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, realized that I had a lot of time on my hands um, once I transitioned out. So I felt like that uneasiness coming back um, because, you know, going over to what is that, the Japanese steakhouse? Yeah. You know, they put on the show. Oh, yeah. They make the little volcano out of the onions. Well, I know it's coming, but every time they hit um, the grill with their knife, like I nearly fall out of my chair. Yeah. Um, yeah. And everybody laughs. Ha, 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 ha. And I told my wife, it's like, you don't understand. I want to pick everybody up and I want to powerbomb them. Yeah. It's like, it, and so I usually get up and go outside and just take a couple of minutes. Um, but having that much time on my hands was, I wanted to start drinking again. And I know I can't drink because I won't have one drink. Yeah. One drink will turn into 100 drinks mm-hmm. as quickly as I possibly can. Um, so that's part of the reason why I started this podcast. I'm, you know, writing a book. I'm just doing things. Like I said, you know, uh, before we started recording, I was telling Chris, you know, I'm, I'm going up to Durham, um, up to Deepak, um, so I could go watch these uh, Broadway shows because I like I like watching Broadway shows. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and that, then there's nothing wrong with that. Like before, if I in the military, if I would have said that, you know, oh, what's wrong with you, ah, bitch? I'm part of my French, um, but you know, some would have somebody would have had an opinion on it. Oh yeah, yeah. And and now, who cares? Yeah, I'm doing what I like to do to try to relax and just come down and just enjoy my life. Yeah, you got to find something. I, you know, man, I love to cook. Like, I love to cook. That is, uh, that's for me, like, you know, I make dinner every night and on the weekends you know, I whip up like waffles or pancakes or whatever for, for the family. Um, love to cook. My wife is awesome and got me a, a Traeger smoker for Father's Day a couple months ago. So I've gotten really like into barbecuing and smoking meats and I actually like, I got, I kind of keep looking off the side because I got um, a pork butt going down because our, like the guy who oversees our entire contracts coming out tomorrow for a site visit and we're making, uh, we're going to do like barbecue thing pork. But I like cooking for me, man, putting on music and just getting everything going. It's very zen. It's awesome. Finding, finding like a really positive, cool outlet. And whether it's Broadway shows, and I think it's I think it's cool, man, because it's awesome music for one. I mean, the guys who write that stuff are just beyond brilliant, um, and it's just cool. Uh, but yeah, having having something that's not self destructive, and being able to let yourself go into it is is dope. So for me, it's cooking. I love to cook, and I I you know tonight. It's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. I made homemade chorizo, you know, for for the tacos and homemade salsa. Like, did you know, to go through the whole thing, and I love it. It's great. And that you know, you gotta you gotta have a a, a healthy outlet. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's different for everybody. Like, you know, what works for me, what works for you isn't going to work for someone else. You know, guitar lessons, ukulele lessons, I don't know, man. Like, you want to go take Irish step dancing. I don't know. Find something that, you know, if it's good and it's healthy for you, it's, there's there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, and it, it doesn't hurt to try. I went to go try uh, Tai Chi, but it uh, it's beautiful to look, watch. Yeah. But for me, it's just too slow. Like, like it, it was frustrating me. So I realized I get that. I, get that. Yeah. I, I can't do it. It's just like we need to spit, pick it up a little bit. And they weren't going to do that. So it's like, okay, then I'll just go try something else. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But having, having a good, healthy, you know, outlet, there's, I mean, there's nothing, nothing better than that, you know. And so for me, for me, it's cooking. For you, it's Broadway shows. You know, and that's not, nothing wrong with that at all. So, Chris, uh, we're at about the 42-minute mark. Yep. Um, did you want to add anything else? Um, no, Either I think... For just, brothers and sisters? I think I think the big thing, just going back to the mental health thing, um, it's, a, it's such a, a, you know, the, the veteran suicide thing is so huge. And I've had multiple friends, um, guys I served with that, that have, that have killed themselves. And it's, it's just, I think a lot of it goes back to that tough guy thing where we just can't say there's something wrong. And, um, you know, the transitioning piece is, is, is one thing, but really like making sure you're mentally okay. And like, you're fine as, as a, either a current service member or someone who's in the process of separating, or you already separated and you're moving on to the next thing, man. Like um, taking care of your head is really important. Um, memories can turn into nightmares, man. And you gotta, you gotta stay ahead of that before, you know, those memories turn into nightmares. And like I said, those nightmares can turn into an anchor and you're sunk and you don't know how to climb out because it happens. So, you know, there's, uh, that's a, I don't, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole talking about some of my friends and, and what I ended up having with them, but it's just. No, that's important because, um, uh, oh, a previous podcast, I, I did a poor job about talking about the suicide hotline, right? Um, so it's mm-hmm. come out and, you know, I, I'm glad it's there. So if, you know, you reach that point, at least call, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important, whoever's listening, It if you have anything bothering you, just go get some help. That's fine. Yeah. And for, of us, for us that are in a better place than we were before, if we see someone, like you said, John reached out to you and said, hey, you might want to try this. Um, well, you know, if you know somebody who might benefit from like going and getting some help, then speak up. There's nothing yep. wrong with saying, "Hey, buddy, nope. like, like, nope." I think you should go see someone. Yep. It's, for me, it's been it's been a really good thing. It's been a very positive thing, and uh, yeah, there's, I you know, I, again, I get the tough guy thing, but that only lasts for so long. And I think, I think it's, it's, it takes more chutzpah and courage to 
say this is what's bothering me than it does to actually push it down for another day or whatever. So, and so here on FTU, Life After the Military, we'd like to focus on, on mental health, obviously. Um, we also still like to focus a little bit on physical health because we retired from the military, yeah, but not from life. <laughs> True. What I don't want people, and I'm not saying, hey, like we all need to get in the gym and try to put up, you know, 315 pounds. No, that's yeah. But what I don't want is I don't want our brothers and sisters to retire and then, man, I'm going to party it up for a year, and then you end up having a heart attack because you party too hard. <laughs> you know. So yeah. take care of yourself physically as well. That too. Yeah, I definitely, I don't work out as much as I used to. I'm not moving as fast as I used to, but. Neither am I. Um, But you know what? I can go for a walk. I can get some walks. Yeah. I have my step counter here that'll go off. It's like, hey, fat boy, you need to get up and uh, move a little bit. Okay. And so I'll I'll go outside from my office uh, and I'll, I'll. with the other language instructors or, you know, older ladies out there, uh, older yeah. ladies are like two years older than I am. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll just go do laps in the parking lot. Nothing wrong <laughs> just with to that, get man. some exercise. Yeah. yeah. Then that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do what we did 10, 20 years ago. No, no. Yeah. There's and, no and, reason to do a 12 mile or under three hours anymore. Like no, and, those and, days are gone. Let's just try to enjoy life. Um, yeah. As long as we can. Yes. Yeah. Let's not try to get 50 years of living in, in six months. No, then you will. Yeah, then you will be dead. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, Chris, do you have any shout-outs? No, just thanks for having me on. Um, shout-outs, I don't know, man. Like, um, the new Lamb of God album is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the new Machine Head album, the new Dropkick Murphys album is awesome. I don't know, man. No, no, no particular shout outs, I guess. But Drop uh, Dead Murphy's. What, what, what was that again? Dropkick Murphy's. Dropkick Murphy's. It's funny because that show that I, that other podcast I listened to, the Tony Kornheiser show. Um, yeah. He's a sports guy on, yep. on ESPN. Yep. He, they've sent him their music and he's actually played it on his podcast and he likes it. That's he's cool. 70, 75 years old. It's like, these guys are really good. Yeah. They are really good, yeah. But um, so if you're out there and you've never heard them, you might want to give them a listen. Yeah, their new album is uh, it's uh, Americana. They got some old Woody Guthrie lyrics and made like a basically like a Woody Guthrie album. But um, uh, yeah, that's uh, the first thing that came to mind when you said that was just talk about some some good music, man. And uh, yeah, new Lamb of God album's awesome. New Machine Head album. I don't know. I guess that's about it. <laughs> Okay, so for whoever's listening out there, uh, whoever's listening in Delaware, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, man, thank you. Downloading. Thank you very much. Um, also, for everybody out there, you're important. Your health, mental health, physical health, that's very important. You are special. Just figure out what makes you special and take advantage of that. And as always, zot, 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 and roll tie. Bam, zonk. <laughs>